0: What's up, everyone? My name is Liam, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Today, we are joined by Angie of the Dutch Knuckleheads. and I'm, It's an honor to have you, and welcome to the show, Angie.
1: Yeah, thanks so much to be here. I mean, uh, I've been following you since you started out. I mean, seeing your podcasts, also the ones with Helga and Joker, and uh, I'm really glad to be here. So thank you for having me.
0: No problem. It, it makes me smile when I hear that people watch my podcast <laughs> no. it's, it's It's a new thing for me. That people are messaging me all the time, just like, I love your stuff, man. But anyway, to get this uh, show on the road, tell me about yourself. Where are you from, and what's your story?
1: Okay, so I'm from the Netherlands, Europe. Um, small country, a lot of people, a lot of me lovers. Um, I live together with my husband, Michael, and with him, we founded the Dutch Knuckleheads, I Finger Dutch Van Chanel as a kind of tribute and fan account to Five Finger Death Punch. And um, especially for the last couple of years, I mean, um, for the ones who are now joining us, if you haven't, go check out the earlier ones with Joker and Helga. Um, We're becoming quite the community, you know, just not the European. Also, you know, the Australian, the American, the Canadians, Uh, there are so many fan accounts all over the world. And we're really connecting as a family because of this music, because of this band. So much love for Five Finger Death Punch.
0: Same here. I've loved them since I was in seventh grade. So that was about five, six years ago. I've loved them. So I love Death Punch so much. Um, I mean, not not to say anything, but Helga might kill me for saying this, but me and Joker, I mean, obviously both believe that he is the godfather, the one that, created the idea of fan pages to be like this in the community. He's gonna kill me after probably at the end of the week when I <laughs> release this. He's probably gonna kill me and say, I don't like be being fine. called the Godfather. He doesn't like it. But yeah. I,
1: I did it I did it myself yesterday, so
0: I think it's I think he fine. just took it. I think he just took the beating of being called Godfather <laughs> on his birthday. It was fine. <laughs> it was great. I, I
1: think he knows it comes from a good place, you know.
0: Yeah, I think I think yeah, cuz remember, if you remember on my uh, Joker podcast I made the the joke that he's going to get his thor hammer out and start hitting us on the head if we keep calling him Godfather. Uh sorry, I'm 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 funny. But yeah. How did you um discover Five Finger Death Punch? You know what and what 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 Where? how did you discover them?
1: Well, I think actually, you know, kind of low key, we have been listening to them for a while, but not just, you know, really actively and it wasn't until I think 2015, my husband came home one day, Michael, and he was like, I was in the gym and I had this, this entire playlist on and there was one song and I think you know it too and it really hit me and that was Jekyll and Hyde. So then we yes. started listening to it and we're like, damn, okay, this, yeah, this just, it, it, it went straight to, to my soul. I mean, and of course we kind of hopped on the bandwagon a little late because they've been going at it for quite a while and um it's just we've been into them and we've been looking stuff up and listening to the earlier albums and we've been following them ever since and it's it's been such an amazing journey you know not just being able to listen to their music but we've also been able to see them live a couple of times um we actually even got on stage at one show we got to meet some of the guys i mean it's the thing that everyone wants to know. When you're into an artist or a band or whatever, you're looking for some kind of connection. That's what the music does. But you also want to have that personal connection, you know, with the members of the band or with that specific artist. And I mean, for Death Punch, one of the things that makes them so great is they stay true to themselves and they connect with us, not as fans, but as family, as Ivan put it himself. So yeah. that gives it an extra dimension
0: it gives it it gives it a special aspect where it's like you don't think of them as like they don't think of us as fans obviously that's by standards that's what we are as fans but i feel like death punch really promotes the um the concept of that fans aren't fans but they're family they're equals to us they're no better than us they're no lower than us and i really. I really like that they promote that message because it it makes me feel more welcome in the community. It makes me feel like I have a place that's you know equally as important as everybody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've never seen any other fan base that's ever been so accepting. it's It's beautiful.
1: I haven't either. It's um, I mean, especially now that you know all of the fans are connecting with each other through all of the social media channels, uh, through the legions app that they now have for themselves, you know, and, and it's really, I mean, it's not just a song lift me up. We are lifting each other up. I mean, you get online and you connect with people that normally you wouldn't meet. I mean, of course, for us as, as Dutch knuckleheads, we're gonna meet Dutch knuckleheads when we go to the shows, but meeting right. the people from Norway, Germany, the UK, America, Canada, Israel, Iran, Russia, Slovakia. I mean, there are so many. Normally, you wouldn't even know that these people exist. But because of this music and because of this band, we find each other. And I can honestly say, purely for myself, I mean, I've really made friends that will probably last me a lifetime.
0: To be honest, I can agree with that. I mean, honestly, like, I've made friends through the band that, honestly, to this day, I mean, are people I connect with the most and I talk to the most. I think I relate more to the people I've met through the platform of social media and just also like the legions app. Like I've met people overall and connected and just, you know, related with people in a sense that I've never felt before. And, and I mean, I relate to them way more than anyone else. I know in my personal life where I hope that one day, you know, that, Connection I've made with people can be a real connection one day. Because, I mean, like, obviously I was talking to you earlier. Like, I had mentioned, like, I want to go to Norway for Tons of Rock next year. Hopefully, you know, just to, like, put myself out there in a more realistic Mm face-to-face standard, per se. Just, like, I don't know, just meet some of the people that have been complimenting my work for the month or so that I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, I really... I really think that I've I really would like to meet Helga and Joker and you. You know, all you guys. You all seem like very sincere people, very accepting and loving. And I mean I would love I would we're love just, to meet we're just people, normal
1: like that. people. You know? We're just right. normal people, but we have one thing in common and that's our love for Five Finger Death Punch. And I think it really goes to show how deep the music and the lyrics can connect to a person, right. you know. You you can take any song from the band and people will be like, oh my God, that could have been written by me. Um, sorry, Ivan. <laughs> but more in the sense of people are really connecting to the lyrics. You know, when you, when you listen to a song and you go like, oh my God, that happened to me. Or I've been feeling like that. Or, you know, it just really, it it, it goes, it, it, it hits you on a level. When you meet people, I mean, normally you go to school, you make friends there. Why? Because you go to the same school, because you're practically the same age, stuff like that people that you talk to because they like this band and because they love this music it it feels like it it immediately goes so much deeper because that's where the music hits you that's where the music connects with you
0: it's beautiful to be honest i mean like when um when times like these came out i mean i saw your little parody of it on instagram (laughs) i liked it it (laughs) was it was very nice it was very nice
1: like like five or i i think i took like five to ten minutes to make something of the lyrics and just record it and i was like oh my god if ivan is gonna see that (laughs) i hope he won't think i raped his lyrics but you know that's that's i love how people get creative with what the band puts out i mean people who are editing pictures and making all sorts of edits people who are singing and playing music playing guitar you know all inspired right. by the band
0: i mean like i know ivan and a bunch of them like i think like, i know i've like i know he does love those photo edits i mean i think i've heard him say that like, he just loves it he loves how people just like yeah. make these cool like little projects of him i mean i've known a few people that literally have drawn him with a pencil i mean it's 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 interesting like how like it looks and it's really it's really fucking cool. And I mean I don't know, just like the whole subject of like how people like how like I don't know. I feel like they're really accepting of the idea of what people can create create out of what they put out there. Like with mm-hmm. you and the little parody of times like these. That was a really interesting way to actually perceive it because I wouldn't say that you're raping the lyrics or just like butchering them in any way, but yeah. I would say that you're putting out your perception, your connection to yeah. how you feel about it. And I feel like, I don't I don't think you should be like nervous about how Ivan or them will feel <laughs> when or if they see it, but I feel like they would appreciate to see that because they're like, okay, we're seeing how you're perceiving it and that's really fucking cool. I mean, yeah, of course, but I mean, if if
1: your idol, if your idol sees that and listens to that, I mean, for me personally, I just turn into this little insecure girl, you know, and I think I can sing. But I mean, what is the person going to say whose voice I listen to on a daily basis and who literally has been a lifesaver with his voice and his words? And now I'm doing this with his music. And I mean, the beauty of it, I think, is that it's like the circle. You know, like on, on one of their albums, they have like the infinity sign. And, and I think it's kind of like this, but they put something into motion and it keeps working. Right. Because what they put out with their own crea- creativity, it touches other people and they respond to that with their own creativity. And it keeps going on and on.
0: I mean, I mean, honestly, Death Punch has inspired me to do a lot of things with like their lyrics, to be honest. like, I think it's made me feel like I can accept the bad things that are going on around me. Obviously, like, don't let it consume you, but, like, I feel like I've accepted the fact that, you know, it's normal to not be normal. And it's like... What's,
1: what's normal? You know. Normal is just an average. I mean, there yeah. is no normal. It's right. just, you know, they, they put everything on a big heap and they go like, okay, you know, we have... Um, like, when you get the numbers, she go from zero to ten. We'll get somewhere in the middle, say five um there's only one five the rest of them yeah. are not five so they're, diff- I mean, they're it's, different it's, they're a different nice
0: aspect of something yeah but i mean feel like i'm trying to think what would your definition of normal be though i mean i understand that like there's no such thing as quote unquote normal but what would you like define normal as
1: I'm not sure if I can really define it. You know, the first thing that comes to mind for me when I hear "normal" is boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. I mean, I'm not I relate really someone... to that. I can see it. <laughs> I'm not normal. I mean, <laughs> never I'm have I'm been. I'm never will really Worst five seconds of my life. No. Um, I think normal. You know, I think a part of 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 human psychology is that um, we tend to want to make things safe by making them predictable and putting boxes around everything so that if you fit in a box, they think they know what you're made of and what you're going to do. So it's kind of safe because they can kind of, you know, think ahead of what's going to happen. It's, it's an illusion. It's, it's, it's a fake safety. And I think to be honest, I mean, I've been struggling with my mental health for the most part of my life and we, already, we always have a saying at home, you know, um, like it's I, I can't think of a real literal translation right now. If there are any Dutchies watching this, uh, it's kind of crazy, but in a good way. Um, I love people who have that, you know, the most people. That are normal, I think, are just I, I, I just I, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are going to be a lot of people who think, you know, I'm normal and I'm fine with that. And that's fine for that kind of person. For me, I like people who can think outside of the box, who can be creative and who can just, you know, color outside of the lines and, you know, still be in touch with their inner child. And, and, you know, if if I go outside and it's raining and I want to dance in the rain and and stamp in the puddles, I'll do that. Normal would be saying, Angie, you're 40 years old. You're a mother, for God's sake. Act normal. That's
0: not me. I feel like I don't know it's really hard I, I agree with you when I say like you can't really define normal. it's hard to. but I would say normal i would I would say if I were to say something's normal, I wouldn't say it's society's this like perception of normal. I would say mm-hmm. my definition of normal is just being yourself. I mean yeah, that's a good it, one. as as you said, like dancing in the rain, splashing in the puddles. That's normal. You're just being yourself. I think that's normal.
1: Exactly but, that. Don't, don't be too upset with what people expect and what people want from you, but just be true to yourself. If you're true to yourself, you're normal. For as normal as you can be.
0: I mean like another thing, I mean you could say like you could mosh the metal in your bedroom or some shit, I don't know, dance around, I don't know. Be a little crazy, go to, go to a concert, go to like hang out with your friends. Or just enjoy yourself, be yourself. And I think that's my definition of normal. Definitely <laughs> would just be yourself.
1: Yeah, that's know, definitely that's a just, good
0: one. I don't know. I just, I would just say that I, be, I would believe, like, yeah, being normal is just be yourself, uh, stay true to yourself, and just a lot of just like, just be you. That's kind of my, yeah. ba- I don't know any other way to say it. Without saying Not a million yourself, different words you know, that mean the same thing.
1: Listen to your heart and, and, and don't, don't do things you don't want to do because people expect them or because mm-hmm. um, it's tradition or because, you know, it's how it's always been done. I mean, I think if all people would act like that, I think a lot of people would die. Seriously, because I think that really kills a human soul. To have to fit in this box and and not be able to have any fun because, you know, here we have a saying like, um, I have to think about the translation, but just just act normal. Um, That's crazy enough. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I want to live my life. And I mean, I've heard you talking about you've had some struggles yourself. I mean, um, for me, and I'm really open about it. I've been diagnosed, uh, among other things, with bipolar disorder. So I I know the extremes, you know? I I know the pink clouds being happy, kind of like the ADHD, like I can take on the entire world and I'm just full of energy like I've been <laughs> drinking monster all day, you know? And <laughs> on the other hand, there's this black cloud of depression. Yeah, I'm staying in the <laughs> I'm staying, staying in
0: here. the zone. You got to stay in the zone with the monster, you know.
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it's you have both sides and you need both sides. I mean, it's like the yin and yang. And, you know, I've, I've talked about this with a lot of people, I think, a lot of the bigger artists, and I don't mean specifically bigger in that they're more known, but the people who really connect with fans and, and other people, um, yeah. be it in music, or be it in acting or stuff like that, are the people who have been haunted and who have been struggling. I mean, right. if you don't know what the dark is like, you're not going to appreciate the light.
0: I mean, like, I'm going to, like – I mean, like, I'm not going to, like – I'm going to, like, just say, like, people that are good examples about that. Like, I've talked about Ivan oh, like, and, like, Death Punch specifically have their struggles. You know, for the sake of this little conversation, I'm actually going to steer it off of that and kind of, like, look at other people because, you know, I've already talked about Death Punch multiple times. And I'm not saying I won't – I don't want to talk about them. But I would say, like, another major comparable is Slipknot. Slipknots another major comparable with like addiction struggles because I think like I think like the so, I think like they didn't really get heavily into like sobriety stuff, I think, until volume three of the subliminal verses, or even like the gray chapter. I think it's like around that period of time, I think, is where they started striving for sobriety because you know, they were just like doing drugs and surrounding themselves with alcohol and stuff like that. And it was just killing their vibe. I mean, I watched a whole like interview with Corey Taylor on that. I mean, mm-hmm. I view like Corey Taylor and Ivan Moody. I feel like those are my two biggest inspirations out of any other artists because Corey has expressed like his struggles with like teen addiction, I guess you could say with like drugs and stuff of that nature. And I find that very relatable to me because that was me. Probably last two or three years. I mean, mm-hmm. this last year I've been doing better, but I haven't. I would never say that my demons have not left. And I really, I think when I talk, when I like see something like Corey Taylor, I mean, I really, I think I more relate to him than Ivan, to be honest. In my striving mm-hmm. for sobriety, I more relate with, relate with Ivan, but situation wise, I, I relate more to Corey. I mean, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to say like, I'm not trying to like say I don't. I'm trying to think how to word this. Uh, I'm not trying to say I like. Don't think like other people's issues weren't as bad, but I mean, like, I don't know. I just find I find both of them even equally inspiring and motivating. But so, I mean, Corey Taylor so like just... OD'd twice. I think oh, he OD'd man. twice before he was 17. I think he was like 17. He OD'd twice, and it was it's really sad to see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, my chair's being annoying. <laughs> But yeah, continue. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I cut you off a little bit.
1: No, 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 no problem. No, just go ahead. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm a Dutchie. I was at the famous Tilburg show with Ivan. And that was actually the first show that we saw uh, from Death Punch live. And, you know, the the difficult thing is, and I I really don't want to talk about that show too much because uh, the media blew it up. And I mean, I was there. I won't say I, I know everything about what happened, but I do know that a lot of stuff that came out through the media in, in the, the following days, it was incorrect. They were just blowing shit up and, you know, and I think it's, it's, it's a real shame that we have this, this society, especially when it comes to our artists. You know, everything gets blown up, especially when things get bad. Um, but like, we're all people. We all have our ups and downs and I mean especially if you've been in the limelight and and people are just getting on your everything you do and and you know judging everything I mean personally I don't have that experience but I can really imagine that you get susceptible for numbing that pain with whatever you can get at the moment I mean to be honest I'm 40 years old I've never been drunk in my life Um, it just hasn't had that pull for me that it does to some people. Um, But I can really understand, you know, and I can also understand like there's this stigma, you know, about addiction, about mental health problems. Uh, Often or not they go hand in hand. And
0: um,
1: it's, it's really, it's good to see that people are becoming more conscious about it, especially people in, you know, those kind of places when you're, the front man, the singer of a famous band, and you have that platform, and you can speak out about that, because how important is it for us as, you know, normal people, I'm just going to do this for the normal, but um, to have people that we can look up to, who can honestly show that they themselves are struggling too. There's nothing more human than that, but especially the part where they're you know, not only being that vulnerable and, and showing that to us and, you know, opening up about what's been happening and, and what does or does not work for them, it connects to so many people and it inspires so many people. I mean, I know for sure, uh, not only from personal experience, but not only for Five Finger Death Punch, but it'll be that way for a lot of artists and bands, you know, they literally save lives with what they do.
0: Right. I mean, like, I don't know, I find it really sad to actually hear about their stories, but I feel like it helps people when they see that, like, their idols in music and stuff and people that like, listen to them, they're like, they see that these people they look up to have had their problems and they're trying to fix it. They're trying yeah. to be better for themselves and their audience. And I feel like people, n- I'm not trying to say that we need to have that kind of issue because honestly no one should have to like suffer the way Mm -hmm. that they would. No one deserves to have to experience that. But in a sense, I believe that that kind of thing needs to happen in a sense so that people get the confidence, I guess, to speak up about their problems because if they see that someone that they're idolizing goes through this, makes it to the other side and says, Hey man, I'm okay. You know, I made it through. I think you can too. And it's, It's really, like, I feel like we need people like that. And I feel like Ivan and, as I said, Corey Taylor and a bunch of other, like, like popular people in the music industry, I feel like those guys are pure examples that you can go through bullshit and just face so much shit that Mm -hmm. you you make it on the other side and say, hey, I think all of you that you're struggling, I struggled too. And I want to help you. I want my music to help you and it makes me so happy that it helped you. And I I really find a lot of it like beyond my experiences and my problems. I just find them inspiring people. I find a lot of death bunch and just any of those guys. I find a lot of them just inspiring, just, just for how they treat people. Like not like it's like just size of sobriety topic and stuff like that. Like I find them very inspiring and just outside of music preferences, I guess you could say.
1: Just as people, as human beings. I mean, and I think that we should normalize being able to show that other side because I think, especially with social media nowadays, we're all just used to seeing the good times and seeing the happy times and the smiles and, you know, there's the other side as well. And people tend to not show that because... On one hand, we, won't, we don't want to be seen as weak because usually we tend to, to make that difference in our head. You know, you're strong, you're weak. No, but it's how strong are you to be able to show that vulnerability and to show that you're struggling with things that may seem very simple or little to someone else. I mean, I have PTSD as well. And sometimes that stuff hits me so hard over something so small. That mm-hmm. people will be like, what the hell is going on? Why are you overreacting? A part of me rationally knows that I'm overreacting, but something happened to me that triggered me and that, that rewired stuff in my brain and in my entire system that makes me respond so very extreme. And I know that it does, but, you know, in the time when it's happening, I can't control it. I I can't steer this or that way. I just have to go through it. Um, and I mean we're so used to putting that away, you know, we can't see the dark, we can't see the shadows. No, that's part of us. Like I said earlier, right. the yin and yang, you know, you can't want to have sunshine all the time and have flowers because those flowers, they need the shade and they need the rain to grow. They need both and, and we as people, I think, uh, and, and like Jekyll and Hyde, that kind of symbolism, you know, the, the duality, I really like how they put that into their songs and into their lyrics. Um, It's the most basic thing in life there is. I mean, everything in nature has this flow. If you look at the seasons, you know, we have spring, we have summer, but then we also go through fall, autumn, and winter. You know, it it has everything, and it keeps just circling around and going through the motions, and that's how life should be too. We can't just want to be summer. It doesn't work like that. We need all of it and i think it's very very inspirational to have people like ivan but also the other band members and and people you know artists in general showing that they're going through those motions and that they are trying their best to deal not only with their own feelings but also you know the expectations and the judgment from the outside people and the paparazzi and shit like that and you know having to having to battle yourself, that's the hardest battle there ever will be. Um, But still being there and still showing up and saying, you know, okay, this time I fucked up. That's a lesson I'm going to learn. Next time, I'm hopefully going to do better. And that's what these guys are showing us. And that is just... I I can't even put into words right now how much that means to me because, like I said earlier, they are literal lifesavers.
0: I mean, seriously. And I mean, like, it's just... I don't even know how to put it at this point. It's like, I don't even know how to even describe their support for people and showing that they go through stuff. I mean, I understand like, yeah, it's like sobriety, but I just, sometimes I don't, I feel like it's more than that in a sense. And I just don't know how to put it.
1: I think it's more like a way of life, you know, that, that a lot of people, you know, I think for a lot of people, um, we want to do a lot for our loved ones. But in that process, we tend to forget ourselves. The first person you should be able to love is yourself. The first person that you need to prioritize is yourself. And whether that means getting sober, whether that means that you have to cut some uh, ties with people who are toxic to you. You know, it can be so many things in so many facets of life, but the first person you have to look out for is yourself. And I think Uh, that if you look at what the guys are doing, and I mean, Chris Kale, for example, too. I mean, on one hand, you see this, you know, badass motherfucker. And on the other hand, he's like really zen and really into his spirituality. And I love that because people tend to think that those are two different things, but they're just two sides of the same coin.
0: Right. I mean, like, I mean, like, going back to like, like in that subject, I mean, like, I feel like I feel like Chris Cale is a pure example of like, I'm trying to think how to put it. He's a pure example that people like battle their demons constantly. Cause I know like he was, he went sober not to long after Ivan and he saw like Ivan struggles and he's like, I'm going to do that too, because I'm struggling too. And he did. And then I, I think I had read an article somewhere. I think it was like Loudwire or something. Don't mark me on this. I believe he had said that, like he had relapsed during COVID. That, like you know, he was battling.
1: Yeah. I think I read the same. It it does ring a bell, but
0: yeah, I'm not like I'm not trying to call him out on it. I'm not trying to like anything like that because I know that Hell God does try to make the guys watch this, and I'm not trying to like poke like poke anyone <laughs> no, right but now it's or reality. like
1: reality. And I mean, it it speaks I mean. for him that he is putting that out there because I mean. What the hell kind of two years have we been living the last few years with right. COVID? And, and I mean, so many people, I mean, even before, if you were not struggling with a lot of issues, that has happened over the years. I mean, with everything that's been going on and how cut off people were and, and the fear and everything that came with it, I mean, so many people had so much more struggles being cut off and and you know feeling lonely and and not knowing what to do and what to believe and i mean that is so intense and and it it i'm not gonna say it makes sense it's not like you're expecting someone to relapse but i mean it's logical and i think it really shows his character in coming forward with that and talking about that because you know it's just normal here we go again with the normal. That's our theme for the t- this kind of thing. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I think we should really normalize talking about that kind of things, especially as men, by the way. I mean, I'm, I'm here as a female knucklehead and uh, we are supposed to be more open about our emotions, blah, blah, blah. But I think, you know, it, it takes real strength to be vulnerable and share your emotions, especially when you're a guy. Because in most societies, it's just been, you know, man up, be strong, don't show anything. Right, And I can only manage, I mean, if if I burst out crying, like, ah, another hysterical female, let her go. Uh, If a guy does that, he gets all sort of shit. You know, you're a guy and you can't show your emotions, but you have them. You have to show them and you have to feel those emotions. You can't just put them away because it'll come back to hunt you, definitely.
0: (laughs) Right. I mean, I've been a firsthand experience of that because, I mean, I'm young. I've had limited experiences, but... Honestly, when I do think about it, I think that is one of the many things that led to me having the problems of like trying to do drugs and drinking and stuff. And I think that's what kind of led me to that point because it started getting like everything just bottled up so much to a point where I just couldn't shove my emotions down anymore. And that's what I'm starting to get into now is that, you know, I want to hide the fact I have those problems. But at the same time, I want to be open to people and show people like, how I feel, my true character. And, I mean, like, when I say that, like, you you see me. I'm, like, a very happy person on my podcast. I have a smile on my face. It's, like, all that (laughs) full, like, 10 yards of that. In reality, to be honest, like, I want to show people, like, how I feel, who I am, and just show that, like, everything's, like, it's not – it's okay that, like, to show your emotions. And, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I would, like, love to say that, like, I'm happy all the time, but I'm really not. And, I mean – just saying like, it's, like just saying that just saying that right now is hard for me because it's like i mean like because like i think being at home so much because of covid and doing you know, online school and just this expectation of just like being in front of like like for me i don't I, I mean obviously you can relate in different ways maybe through like working or something like that but for me like with education I liked going in person because I didn't have a parental figure breathing over my shoulder constantly where when I was in online school, they practically checked on me every 10, 15 minutes just like, are you doing your shit? And then it's like, Mm. it messed with my head because if they ever caught me not, I would be in some some real shit. And it was like sucky, but it's like, it was a lot of like, oh, just fucking take it, you're a man. And I'd been listening to that for so long and I think that's one of the main reasons that like, I think I got into what I did like a little bit prior and just going into that COVID period of being at home constantly. I feel like it added on to it and it made me, it made it very hard for me to stop. And then eventually I met the right people. And I mean, I met some good friends that convinced me or in a sense, or just motivated me to stop. And just because I was just, I was becoming this really dark gloomy person. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't say I'm still not that person sometimes because I am pretty dark and gloomy these days, to be honest, because you you heard me. I was talking with Helga or Joker. I don't remember which one, to be honest, I had said this with, but I had like relapsed like a month ago. Like, Mm -hmm. eh, as of today, it's two months. And I had like a year and a half under my under my uh, my arm or whatever, however they say it. Mm -hmm. But I had like a year and a half behind me. And then I just something happened between my personal life with like Mm -hmm. anywhere from like it was a mix of different things I'm not like trying to call people out because I know a lot of people in my life watch this but I think it was anything from like relationships with people to bad people I was hanging out with to family it was a whole range of stuff that just piled on top of me in the matter of like two days that it hit me harder than like any a lot of other things and I think that's that's what I mean And it it just drowned me in this pool of depression, and
1: you just get overwhelmed. Yeah, I get the feeling
0: it is. And then I just I decided to go out with some friends that weren't probably the best influences on me. And I mean, I know some of them do watch this. I'm not trying to offend anybody or call anyone out, but like they weren't really the best influences on me. And I just think I, I got wasted like every single night for like a week, and it was just it was rough that I my mom. But my mom, one of those moms, that's like really anxiety when I'm not home. She like knows I'm out. And with these guys, I didn't come home to like three in the morning every single night. And I just walk in the house shit-faced every single day. And my mm-hmm. mom would like, after all of it ended, she would try to talk to me, but I would just be like so out of it, so like hungover, so just dead inside from all of it. And then after that week ended, she had sat me down and was like, what's going on why did you do all that and i was just like Mm -hmm. i don't know everything just got too much for me and i just yeah just
1: that. you know it gets too much and you want to numb the pain and you don't know what the hell you can do i mean i've had a relapse too earlier this year um and it's just it's not mostly i mean maybe it happens for some people but mostly in my experience it's just a lot of things happening on top of each other, just like you were saying. And, you know, we have a special needs family. I'm struggling with my own health, uh, both physical and mental Um, stuff is happening, you know, everywhere with COVID and what the hell is going on with wars and political issues. And I mean, there's so much going on. And then, you know, we always say that you have like this bucket and the bucket gets full and it just overflows. And look, for, for me, I'm. I think I'm one of the lucky ones. I, I don't have the tendency to drink or or use drugs or uh, do anything like that. But I can really get the emotion. You know, you want you want you want out of there. You the only thing you know is you're in a bad place and you want to get out, but you don't know how. Right. And I mean, I I think that I know that when it comes to how your brain is working, when you get to a certain level of inactivity and and depression. Certain uh, areas of the brain tend to kind of shut down. So it's not right. like you can motivate yourself to just, you know, like what, what people tend to say when you're depressed or anxious. You just got to do happy things and you just got to go take a walk for your mental health and everything will get better when you're thinking positive. And I'm like, what the hell? If I'm really depressed, please like get the hell out of my face. Man. That is not working. But As I understand, it really comes to that point where you can't motivate yourself. You really literally need someone else Mm -hmm. to come to you and to activate you and to, like, take you and go on a walk or do something or talk about shit or whatever. And then, you know, if it works, you can just build up from there. Um, But I also think people tend to underestimate, like, once you've had, like, that low, people think, like, it's just going to be straight up. And you'll get, better. no, it's not like that. It's going to be this all the time, you know, in, in, in different ways. Up, down, and up, down, I down. think what matters most, yeah, I mean, for me as well, I mean, I know for a fact I'm very sensitive to uh, seasonal depression. So I know in the, spring and in the summer, physically, I'm doing better. I'm getting a lot of sun, you know. I know that that kind of period of, that kind of time of the year works better for my mental health. When the darker days are coming, you know, it tends to be, I I know I need to be more on lookout because I tend to be more somber, more depressed, you know, more gloomy, stuff like that. Um, And people tend to think like it's just some button, you can switch it on and off and that you you, people think you have full control of it and that's not it. Especially not when you're in one of those extremes, you know, when you're in that high, like, say, when you're uh, with, with the ADHD, or for my part, when I'm manic or something like that, you have that really high, the pink cloud, you're like, I can take on the entire world. And on the right. other hand, the, the extreme part, you know, I've been suicidal myself, trigger warning, but... Um, I'm really open about it. And I know a lot of people tend to say like, oh, you're just doing it for attention or stuff like that. Or, you know, I've, I've personally, I've never hurt myself in that sense. Um, but I do know a lot of people think, oh, you want to die? No, I don't want to die. It's not actively, I want to die. I just don't know how to live anymore. I'm at mm. that point where I'm just tired all the time. I wake up, I'm tired, everybody hurts. My entire head feels like this dark cloud full of ink, and I just, I, nothing makes sense anymore. Nothing is, is I mean, it's, it's like they're really dimming your light to the point where there's nothing left. And right. you can't always get out of there. So sometimes, yeah, you turn to, to alcohol or whatever. Um, but it's a good thing that, that people are talking about it and being open about it. And, you know, for the band members, uh, showing that they're struggling with the same things and that it's not just, um, oh, I'll try it once and it'll work. Perfectly the first try. No, it may take two or three times or maybe even more and maybe you've been sober for 18 years And you still can have a relapse. I mean, but the thing is keep going and you keep trying and and especially for five finger death punch I think the way that they put it into some of their lyrics Just listening to that music when I'm feeling that low just picks me up immediately knowing like I'm not alone in this people have the same struggles
0: Honestly, I mean, I really do agree with that. I mean, like, I would definitely say, I did, I mean, relating to you, I mean, honestly, the way you were describing how you feel sometimes, I really, like, I was able to picture myself as you were talking, I really did, I felt that, I saw myself in that. I mean, I don't like to say a lot, but I did used to have suicidal feelings, and I'm not going to say they went away, I can't say that. Because, honestly, a week or two ago, I was really thinking about it, to be honest. And I'm not trying to, like, alarm anybody by saying that, but it's like...
1: No, but I'm it just, doesn't it, always have to be, like, actively. I mean, I think, for me personally, I don't know if it's the same with you. I can have the thoughts, but know that I'm not going to act on it. Right. And it still feels... You still feel like shit. You know you're not going to do anything with it, but you do have this voice inside of, what the hell am I doing this for? I might as well just not do anything anymore. It doesn't mean that you act on it and it doesn't mean that you're literally at the point of of doing something to yourself. But I think it would be great if, you know, through the music and the lyrics talking about things, people who have those kind of platforms talking about this and their personal experience, we can normalize that people do need to talk about these kind of feelings and not because we want attention and not because we want it to be about us, but because we need to be heard in that sense. And just knowing that there are other people out there who experience the same already helps us.
0: I completely agree with that. I mean, like, well, honestly, when I honestly agreed to another, a majority of what you were just saying, I do agree with that as well. I mean, I do understand that feeling and it's just, I just get this really gloomy part of me where it's just like, I don't, I feel like I don't mean anything. And like, that's, like, one of the reasons I, wanted to do, I started getting into podcasting because for, for years, everyone's always said, you always have a creative voice. You always want to, like, put yourself out there and talk to people. You like talking to people that are similar to you. And I decided, like, let's just fucking do it because I was like, you know what, I'm trying to get to a rough part of my life where I want to talk to people. I want to meet people. I want to just – I want to do something besides the status quo of, like, a 9-to-5 work schedule – being like, just hanging out with friends. I mean, I feel like, like Helga and Joker don't really know this, but when we started actively talking to me and them in like the last month or two, I mean, like, like, they really, I guess, lifted me up in a sense because ever since I relapsed a couple months ago, I've just had the worst, like, anxiety like, I've just been paranoid that everyone's just going to abandon me and everyone's just going to give me a fat middle finger to my face because so many people have gone and gone, come and gone in the last year or so from me because of my problems and because of me seeing myself, I'm going to be going downhill. And it's starting to get to a point now where it's like I'm letting off, I'm happy, and I'm all joyful when I do this. But to be honest, like, the only reason I'm smiling and I'm so happy when I do this is because it excites me to talk to someone that i can relate to or at least just someone i can enjoy myself with and i feel like in a sense this has not only helped me help myself start digging myself out of my hole but to motivate me to be better as a person and show that like you know i'm not the only one struggling i've had my problems and it's like i'm trying to work my way out of it still and i just i really just I, i just want to put myself out there and see like what happens you know and I really want. I just want. Some, I just. It. I feel like it's a motivator and a tool for me. Mm-hmm. We're just talking openly about some stuff that really helps me get some stuff off my chest. But also, just I want. I like to do. I want to do it this way in a way that's just like. I want to show that, like, hey, I'm having these struggles too. Honestly, I want to be open about it now, and I want to show people that you know I'm just like them. I may not be okay. I, mean, like. And as you like, as you were saying, like the music really helps. I mean, times like these, yeah. and "Welcome to the Circus." Those two songs mm-hmm. were really good, like songs that came out surrounding that part. What happened? And I really personally connected to both of those songs. "Welcome to the Circus" is kind of like you know, shit. Like my life's a fucking circus right now, man. It's like fucking everywhere. And I, I mean, like the lyrics of the song, like. You know, am I the only one that doesn't wear disguise? And I mean, I kind of related to that verse a lot Mm -hmm. because I've always felt like I'm just in the last month or two or just generally in the last like little bit, I've just felt like I've been disguising myself, hiding who I am just because I don't, I don't want people to like, I'm afraid like I may be too fragile or something to show people who I am and how I'm feeling. And I feel like the music not only the music, but meeting people, talking to people and helping them like helping me like view things in a way that's different than um how I'm currently viewing it and it helps me like see perspectives and help me like see the happiness and the way I can just find a way to like make myself happy in the moment and maybe that happiness will help guide me out of the hole. You know what I mean?
1: But on one hand, you know, living in the moment, that that's what matters. I mean, there is no guarantee there's going to be a tomorrow. I don't want to be very depressing right now, but I mean, that's just the way it is. And everything that has happened in the past, you're not going to change it. So live in the right. moment. And I think on the one hand, you should really just follow your heart and do whatever makes you happy. As long as you're not hurting people or, or doing crazy illegal stuff or, you know, do what makes you happy. Because if that, if that is what keeps you going... Do that and I think what I love to see and I see it with you I see it with so many people whether they're famous or not If you do the things that you believe in if you do what really you know lights that fire in your soul You're gonna get other people on board as well Right, and it's just gonna spread like a wildfire. I mean um if if you're growing up as a kid there's so much stuff going on that changes you in, in, say, the first 10, 20 years of your life. You've got parents telling you what's good and what's not good. You've got people in your surroundings. you got school. you got so many different influences. And all of these people are telling you who you got to be, what you got to feel, uh, how you how you got to act, you know, stuff like that. And I think right. what a lot of people are struggling with is how do I translate that? How do I peel off all of those layers of what I've been doing to cope? And and what I've been doing to protect myself from this mean big world that it can be sometimes, um, how do I get back to myself? But stand, you know, in that strength, in because that vulnerability that can be a strength. Um, but it's 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 scary. People are gonna have to say something about it. You know, people are gonna judge you. People are gonna call you out on stuff. Um, And I've learned along the way, and I'm not going to say that I control it and I do it all the time, but one thing I've learned is, you know, and and if you're religious, your opinion might be a little different about that, but I see it this way. At the end of the line, when I'm dead, there's only one person that um, that I have to look in the eye and say, like, have I been happy with my life yes or no? That's me. And I mean, of course, if, if you believe in God and that you're going to go somewhere and, you know, um, that's your thing. I haven't, right. I'm I'm not religious in, in, in any way. I mean, if there's anything, I might be more spiritual, more in the pagan ways. But I mean, whatever your belief is, what happens after life, um, I think it's more important, you know, you're living your life. There's only one constant in your life and that's you. Right. And just... Peel off those layers and I I know it can be very difficult and very scary because of course you care what other people think of you. And of course, I mean, people, humans, we're group animals, we're wired like that. Um, I was bullied in school and somewhere along the line, I tried to like think it around and say like, you know, fine, I don't want to be in the popular group. I'll just do my own thing and I'll be glad with that. You know, I'll be happy my way. Um part of me still wants to be accepted by each and every person I meet, preferably. Right. I mean, I know that it's not realistic, but a part of you will always want that. I think that's, that's just the way we are as human beings. But on the other hand, you know, I'm trying to tell myself, and I know that there's a lot you can do on influencing your own thoughts and, and, and changing the patterns, that you have and, and the way you think about things and your coping mechanisms and all that kind of stuff, you know, we can do so much more than we think, but we, we tend to keep ourselves really small because, oh my God, what will other people think or say about it? And I mean, if, if I'm, if I'm hearing you speak, you're, you're at that point where you're realizing it and and you're going like, no, I, I, I'm going to do it my way. And I, if I want to show that part of me, I'm going to show that part of me. And people are probably gonna say something about it. Well, so be it. And I think that's that's a very inspirational way of of stepping into your life, you know, and 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 going about your days.
0: Right. So respect. I mean, honestly, I mean I don't know, just like I feel like it's respectful for people that want to like take that step to be better and show that to people. I mean I don't know, I don't I don't really know how to put it to be honest. I mean it's a touchy subject for me sometimes talking about like emotions and wanting to be accepted by everybody and all that kind of subject like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know I mean and that's when I think we need to find like healthy ways to cope with like the issues we may have. I feel like yeah. music's a very healthy way to look at it.
1: But Absolutely. also like, it, it is therapy. And
0: I just I don't know, because, like, that's, like, one of the many things, like, I've been, like, as I said, like, I've been going through a lot, and I mean, like, it's starting to get to a point where, like, I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow that could impact, you know, how I feel right now, I could feel, I feel great right now, I feel very happy, Mm -hmm. and I feel very delighted, I guess you could say, and just, I feel joyful that I'm here, I'm doing this, Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you, I feel very I guess, lifted up, per se. I'm like, but also, maybe this feeling only lasts for a day, and then tomorrow someone just, like, punches me down. Then I'm just like, oh, shit, man. Like, and then I start doubting myself, and then obviously the whole 10 yards are just like, what the fuck am I doing? I mean, that's make it depressing. Don't, like... don't
1: ever doubt yourself. And don't let other people's judgment be what motivates you and what inspires you and, and what makes you decide whether or not you're having a good day. If mm. someone responds to you in a negative way, that's their part. Maybe they're having a shitty day. Maybe they're dealing with issues and they don't know how to cope and they're projecting it onto you. But that's not your part. So stay true to yourself and, and know... Right you know, what your own energy is. And, and, and you know, everyone is struggling. And, and a lot of people don't show it. Some people do. Some people show it in very weird ways. Um, just know that everyone is, is, is fighting their own demons. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's never contest. And you, you don't have to compare. Everyone has their own bit. And I think that we have to respect that in each other. And also remember to stay human in that, and to to especially love each other, no matter what. I mean, if we're talking about the Knucklehead family, I mean, people are going to say like, you haven't even met people face to face. How can you say you love them? I can definitely tell you right now, I love each and everyone in my Knucklehead family, no matter if we if we if we've talked in what what way. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's this true I mean heart. yeah <laughs> but why not I mean why put all the if I can put energy into hating I can just spend that same amount of energy on loving and feeling right. so much better instead of just you know pulling other people down because I feel shitty and of course I can feel shitty I, I if, if I have one of those days I give myself that day or maybe two. And after that, I kick myself in the butt and go, you know, now you got to go and do something. Right. You know, and it's, it's all about balancing, you know, balancing stuff out and being real and also knowing, you know, what is mine and what is yours. And the thing is, uh, have you, had you ever been to a death punch show before? I thought you had but
0: I haven't because every, Because, like, in my journey of listening to them and all that fun stuff, it's been a situation of, like, at first it was, like, family didn't really approve of it, so they never really let me go. They would never let me go because they're like, oh, you're going to get kidnapped in a show or someone's going to do something really bad to you and hurt you. Yeah, that happens
1: in every show I've been
0: to. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no matter how, like angelic it could be like pop singer or anything someone's gonna get really pumped and hurt someone on accident you know not trying to say that's what happens but it happens it happens you know but um by the time that i mean i really was able to step forward myself and be like hey i want to do this i know you Mm -hmm. really don't approve of it but i would love to go it would mean the world to me and i think by that time i had gotten to that i was able to do that my mom and Dad were just like, you know what? They kind of gave up in a sense on telling me what I can and can't do. I just stopped listening to them after a certain point. Not trying to make me sound arrogant or like I feel like I'm higher than them, but it's like it's a situation of like I just I want At independence some point, of myself. Parents
1: have to let you go and have to let you discover your own things and and make your yeah. own mistakes and you know. But, but I yeah, really I mean, uh, recommend going to a show, and I mean, I'm talking about knowing what's yours and and what's from another person in, you know, also like in energy and, and emotions and stuff like that. But at a concert, I mean, the last show that we went to was uh, in June. And there are a lot of people there who I've, you know, I've seen them before. I recognize some people, some people I do know for a long time now as fellow knuckleheads. And, you know, we meet up and, and we're just, a bunch of us were standing quite up front stage, you know, and I had one of my best friends in front of me who was having ha- half of an anxiety attack and just really struggling at that time because it was a lot of people and it was crowded and and besides me um, there was one of our other knuckleheads and he had been struggling with some issues as well and losing people and you know, the music was playing and I don't even remember which song it was but i had one guy next to me crying i had my other friend in front of me crying and in that moment everything was just possible it was just we were all feeling the same kind of energy and we were safe there and we could just you know it's it's one of those almost magical experiences where you're listening to the music and it hits you on a level and and everything is just good and every emotion you want to show you can show and everything was just coming out and It was okay because we were safe and we were loved and we were with family and i really i really would love to hear from you because i'm not sure if you're going um they're they're are they touring now or are they starting the tour in august but i mean it would be great if you got to see them live and i'd really would love to hear from you after you know Uh, what your experience is yeah but
0: like by the time i was ever able to like to have the independence to want to go or be able to go um covid hit like right around the time and mm-hmm. they had rescheduled the show multiple times and it just never happened and i mean i think we got like yeah. 2 weeks or something before it and it was just like no can't do it covid and i'm like fuck man and then um but it was a lot of like um mixed feelings but i think they start touring in the in america i think either like the next three or four weeks i think
1: yeah i think i saw something on the 19th happening and and that kind of yeah. registered with me because that's when the album is coming out of course afterlife but because I, I i don't know if they're coming anywhere near you or if you still want to go there and got tickets or want to buy tickets or whatever but they come I they mean, come just, near me i think in october, october. okay I mean, I, I would I, I really, I, I would wish for everyone who loves this music to be able to see them perform live, you know, and to just be there and experience not only them live, but the entire uh, community, you know, all of those people there, and I not just with Death Punch, of course, for Death Punch, for me, it has like the extra dimension, but for any artist you go to that you connect with on a on a certain level. It's an amazing experience to just stand there and I mean and vice versa. I mean, as an artist, how awesome is it that you're standing there on stage and there's like thousands of people in front of you singing your songs. Right. And I, mean, I really, I really wish everyone can have that experience because it's it's healing as well.
0: I mean, like I watch the films and the shows and I'm also just watching them, I feel like I'm there just from watching it because how interactive <laughs> they are. But when I say, like, oh, I watch it a lot, everyone's like, hey, man, it's different from there. And I'm like, okay. And when they come here, I plan to, like, you know, be there in the pit. And I hope I can be in the front-ish area just so I can, you know, look up at Ivan and all them in the eyes and just, just look at them and be like, holy mm-hmm. fucking shit, I'm feeling this. I mean,
1: Goosebumps and chills and all, yeah.
0: Yes. The whole 10 yards of all the emotions. <laughs> I mean...
1: The entire death punch therapy.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, for me, I mean, just from watching it, I get emotional sometimes just watching it because it's like, just the personal connection they make with everybody with it. And it's like, everyone can perceive it differently and just, it's so relatable in a sense that, like, it just makes my em- emotional. like just listen to the music right now. Like, just if I were to, like, pop my AirPods on, like I have now, and like listen on my phone i probably wouldn't get emotional over the music honestly i've listened it to enough times it would just it would just ease in my mood but then it's like on another sense it's like i know whenever i hear it when it's not at home or by myself if i'm like talking to someone listening with someone i feel more of an emotional connection so i feel like if i'm watching if i'm mm-hmm. at the show i feel like i'm just like my emotions are just gonna pull out i feel like that's gonna happen
1: I but. think, honestly, we've, I, we've been to, I think, four or five shows live since 2017. I think there hasn't been a single show where I haven't cried. And, be it happy tears or be it just the emotion of some songs. You know, I have it with, with like songs like Coming Down, Tragic Truth, and not like they always play those songs, but some of those songs, they just, oh, man, they hit, and they hit hard. And it's just, right. it's, it's such an emotional roller coaster, but in a good way, you know, most of the time when they start, they, they come out pretty hard, you know, and you're really into it. And then somewhere along the set, there's going to be like, maybe a little acoustic part or just the, 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 the slower songs, you know, and I right. have it like, times like these and a little bit off are not, you know, if, if you ask around, most people would say that those are not typical Death Punch songs, but I love them. Yeah, those I mean, are yeah. the type of songs that really they really connected with me so whenever ivan gets on stage and i mean last last show he did a little bit off just a, a short bit man that's i can just feel all the emotion washing over me and like i said goosebumps and chills and right and of course i'm i'm just the biggest fangirl when it comes to standing there and having, you know, the moment where you have eye contact with one of the members or, or stuff like that, or catching a pick or Chris Cale, actually, I mean, that man deserves a shout out. Chris Cale was standing um, on stage somewhere in the back between, I think it was, we had uh, Fire from the Gods was opening and then we had Megadeth and I think in between those two sets, Chris was, you know, throwing picks from backstage and he's really oh, good he's at like, it. he has that so, yeah not normal seriously he actually managed to get one right in my bra so i mean respect to that man yes. Oh, <laughs> honestly but you know what, it's also when you're on stage i mean if 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 you're not that's big of a fan that you're really following them I mean but if you just take a look at at what kind of photos that they put out after show they really make contact with the photographers and they really go for it you know but they do the same with the people that are in the audience
0: they just feel it and
1: just to be honest those moments when you're standing there and you know that they're looking at you or in my case when you get a shout out or whatever I mean I'm just like the biggest fan girl like yay (laughs) That is just, I wish everyone could experience that.
0: Right. Truly. Really. I, mean,
1: I mean, if you're into death Punch and if you haven't been able to go see them, please do.
0: Honestly, just listening to their music. I mean, in a way, at times, I do listen to their music religiously whenever I'm having a bad time because they've always been able to just pull me out of a hole. I've always been in. Like, they always hold me up to an extent where I just look at... I just look at them like – in I don't like – I want to make it weird, but as I said, (laughs) sometimes I do listen to their music religiously. And I mean, I'm not – I mean, obviously, like I think these days I've been listening to more Slipknot and heavier stuff way more like in a religious sense to be honest. I mean, I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to make everything like religious, like about religion, but I mean, I just – I I, like what I say. When I say that I religiously listen to someone, it's more of like who is – who I've been listening to on a consistent basis that has been Mm -hmm. matching my mood and my vibe and just how I'm feeling. And, you know, honestly, it makes sense that I'm religiously listening to heavier bands that heavier than death punch, because that's how I've been feeling lately. I've been feeling in a very, just like pumped up, destroy some shit type of mood. Obviously (laughs) death punch has songs like that. And Oh my God, I love it. And it's just, (laughs) I mean, I've already like, I've already planned to go to that show when they come around to St. Louis. I already planned to be there. So if anyone that's watching this that's going to fucking be there, let me know. We need to, like, <laughs> arrange something where we're, like, in the front row and just, like, having our hands up. Just, like, enjoying the whole thing. I mean, I already planned to bring the flag that's behind me. I already planned to bring mm-hmm. that with me. I want to hold it up with some people. Get some people with yeah. me to just hold it up. Because I also want to get, because I think I've, I've reached out to, like, Charlie and stuff, and I think we might try to get my flag signed, possibly, when I go, since I've been dying to go to a show since, like, 2019, 2020. Right, that's why I want to be in the front row and just be like, please sign my flag. I'm a fucking child, Mm -hmm. please. I feel
1: like a child (laughs) right now. (laughs) Just ask. Just ask. I mean, if you don't ask, it's always going to be a no. Just ask. Just try. I mean, we're the kind of people who who wait backstage after a show, you know, because I'm like, well, you know, it can only get better if someone do comes out or we get to talk to someone or so, yeah, that, that worked for us a couple of times. And especially, I mean, last show we brought our Dutch flag and, um, now of course we have the new logo and we're working on, um, cooperating with the same, uh, people that Helga and Joker, um, have cooperate within uh, names of shop for the merch. So we're looking into right. that, making flags with our own logo, stuff like that, um, which is not for profit, by the way. We can't make any profit of it. I mean, this is just some really out of control hobby for us. Um, right. But I mean, if you can get the attention and, and if you want to make things happen, I mean, just go for it.
0: I mean, like as soon, like soon, so I'm slowly trying to get a gathering for my podcast. I'm thinking about I want to make, I want to get merch or I want to make merch for this, but I don't know how to do it. Or I don't know, like how to do it to make it look good, per se. I don't know, but I honestly are just like, in some senses, I'm just I don't know. I, I know, like I talked to Helga about it, and I know he said when he makes the merch, obviously I have to pay for it, but he says he makes yeah. it as cheap as possible so that he's not losing money by producing it but he's not mm-hmm. gaining anything out of it i guess he, he said that if he does profit off it it's such a small amount that it doesn't even like matter in the sense
1: no just, you know i don't think to be honest and i'm 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 just going on my personal instincts right now but i don't think that if if i look at helga joker and all the other people from the fan accounts um we're not in this to make money. We, we started this, I mean, if I speak for myself and Michael, we started this because of our love for the band and the music and because we wanted to broadcast that and we right. wanted to meet other people. And I mean, that's exactly what we've been doing. I mean, we're actually even looking into um, organizing the uh, uh, Knucklehead Family Meetup for 2023. Um, not even sure because Of course, we we have no idea whether or not the band is even going to be in Europe next festival season. Um, But hopefully, we're looking into how we can organize getting as much of us together at one or maybe even more festivals and like tons of rock. We've been talking about that. Um, The download festivals, um, Prague. We're just looking into, you know, if, if it would be possible to meet up with as much knuckleheads as we can. And that again, I think shows the strength of this family Right. that Ivan and Zoe and Chris and Charlie and Andy have, you know, put out there for us. It's just, and also, you know, the former members, of course included, but um, I I already said that, um, you know, we haven't been with the band from the start. So for us, it's mostly been um, with Jeremy and Jason in the band as we experience them. But um, that's another part that I like, you know, you see them grow as people, you see them grow and evolve in their music. And yeah, okay, the music changes and and some people are not too happy about it. And they think like, you know, it's not my kind of thing. I liked the first two albums and um, that's just it for me. Fine, you know. I just wish that people would um, stop being so toxic and, and just bullying and trolling another because you don't like it. You don't like it. Fine. Shut up and go do something else you do like. Right.
0: Um, I mean, like, another like, one,
1: one way th- to... S- Sorry, no. There go
0: you ahead. Go. No, 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 fine. Okay, uh, I was just gonna uh, say, you know,
1: as as far as the meeting, as far as the meeting is concerned, I just, I hope you don't mind if I put it out there here in the podcast. I would just want to say, you know, uh, if you're from Europe, if you're into Five Finger Death Punch, um, and it's not just single, if you're from Europe, but that's just, you know, logistically uh, the most logical if you want to come from the United States or Canada and you can make it that way, that would be great too. But I mean, we can't know how much money everyone has to spend and how easy it's going to be to arrange it. But if people are interested, I mean, go check out any of the accounts, the Norwegian knuckleheads, German knuckleheads, Dutch knuckleheads. Um, We've got the knucklehead pride knucklehead family pride account. Um, That's also going to be used as a channel for that. So, you know, if you want to meet up with the rest of the family, um, get in touch. Go follow uh, the fan accounts and not just the one from the country you're in. I mean, go follow as much of them as you can. And, of course, follow you, Liam, and your Full Circle podcast. I mean, this is number four, but I'm I'm really eager to see where this is going to go. And I really hope that I'm going to be able to, in the future, see and hear you, you know, doing this, but then with Ivan or Zoe or... Chris, Shirley, Andy, I mean, whoever—that's my hope.
0: That's my hope. I mean, I think. Um, I mean, not trying to offend anybody or make anyone like feel like less determined to try to like get themselves on here. But I think after this episode, I've kind of made it like I've kind of like told some people about like Helga, and I think I've told you already. But I think after this episode, I'm gonna start steering away from fan clubs because I mean, I'm not. I mean, I know plenty of you out there want to do it. And I don't want to be mean and say, no, I just, I want to try to steer it in a direction, a better like a different direction after this, because Mm -hmm. it's like, I want to promote different messages besides family every single time. Like, that's kind of what the common theme (laughs) has been. And I, I was talking to Helga before this about that. And I was like, it it gets repetitive. But Mm -hmm. as I said, like, if anyone wants to like contribute or anything to this, like, feel glad to do it. I would be so open to it. Um, but also, like, as, as you were talking about the family, like, knucklehead family meetup, I plan to try to go next year to that, whenever that may be. If I'm correct, I think they were talking for it to be around festival season next year, like, in the summer. I think that's yeah. what they were looking into. I was like honestly going to be
1: somewhere in June, I think. Um, for it's usually the, the end others, of June, early sure.
0: July, I think. Yeah. But, and then yeah, we're going to keep am. our
1: fingers crossed that the band is coming this way, you know, so.
0: Hopefully. It would be awesome yeah. if we all could just meet up, go to the <laughs> Death Bunch show, and just be in the front mm-hmm. row and be like all the familiar faces and just like, yeah, we love you. We we want to worship Ivan. Just like, <laughs> like start bowing to the Godfather that like gave us hope. the happiness. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know like Joker has, I mean, he's made it clear he wants me there next year. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yay, I feel so wanted. And I mean, I sound so sarcastic when I say that, but I'm like, <laughs> I've never felt that wanted to be somewhere. And mm-hmm. when him and Helga, like, when they, when they approached me about that and they, like, put it out that they want me there, you better fucking show up, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's a thing of, like, I feel, not that I, like, feel forced or obligated to go, but I just feel like as family, as a friend, I feel like I want to go for the experience. I've also never left mm-hmm. the United States, so it would also be a very big roller coaster of experiences for me. Besides meeting my knucklehead family, I mean, besides mm-hmm. meeting you guys, I mean, it would be so much more to me. And they—they they all know that. They know that I'm trying. I want to. I mean, we were talking about it the other day. Like, I was—we were trying to talk about my like knowledge of European geography. And mm-hmm. honestly, I thought I knew so much. I <laughs> failed it so bad. I embarrassed myself so much about my knowledge. I didn't even know of half of the languages that they told me about. I was like. Yeah, but
1: I mean, the other way around, if you, if you uh, talk to Europeans about the United States, I think
0: you're they know get is the them. same. Honestly, I feel like, I feel like when I talk to people about it, they either like, only know what's in the media or they only I know mean- what people tell them. But in other ways, in my opinion, I feel like you can't judge a place. Uh, I can't. I feel like you can't judge a place till you be there.
1: Yeah.
0: If that makes sense. But
1: yeah, it does. Uh,
0: I mean, that's why I'm kind of like I haven't really judged Europe in any way. I've never really said anything like negative about those places. And I mean, that's from what I've heard. They feel like such like beautiful, calm places. That's just what I've been hearing. And I can't speak for certain that that's what it's like, but. So no, you gotta like experience it for yourself. Exactly. That's why I'm kind of like steering away from judgment, and I'm not really judging. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a judge a book by its cover type of person. I like I like to just like read read it before I see it. I mean, I like mm-hmm. to see it before I judge it, and learn. Oh, but... That's
1: a good one. You know, you can't judge a book by its cover, so.
0: Right, and it's that's one of the things I really do. Wanna like that's one of the things I wanna promote through this is that like I wanna try to have like band members of bands that we all look up to on here. And some people may say like, oh, they're not normal people. They're just they're celebrities, blah, 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 make a bunch of stereotypes about it. But one of the things I wanna see, I wanna show is that you don't wanna judge book by its cover. I want you to see that these people are people just like you they're an equal uh-huh. to you they experience the same things as you every single day yep. i mean and honestly like yeah they're a little busy because of what they do for a living but mm-hmm. that's just in my in my mind i'm just like okay that's just a part of your job i'm not really gonna say yeah, that makes yeah. you special i'm not gonna say it makes you special it makes you like oh so cool that you get to film a music video or some shit but I feel like, hey, that's a part of your job. That's a part of the job mm-hmm. of putting yourself out there and entertaining people, which is your job. But also yeah. at the same time, yeah. that unification of you and your, and your like fan base and family in that sense, like, I feel like that's a strong thing too is that you not only have to promote yourself but also stay in touch with the people that love you, if that makes mm-hmm. sense.
1: So, yeah oh, it, it works of, both ways
0: right and it's i think it's beautiful I, I feel like it's i feel like it's beautiful how death punch portrays it it's just like
1: absolutely here you go
0: here's our love and support just grasp us and just pull it's us really in. appreciated Give us a big virtual hug with the music you know mm-hmm. it's very appreciated by a lot of us that's one yeah. of the reasons I've stuck by them for so long, and why I decided to start my podcast with the subject of Death Punch and where to kick True it off is because it's just like, it's a comfortable subject for me. It's a band that's been there for me since I began having struggles, and I can't mm-hmm. say that there has ever been a situation that Death Punch hasn't pulled me out of, in a sense, or at least helped me see what people are saying to me. Mm-hmm. And it's inspiring, and True. I feel like. I mean, Joker kind of gave me this motto. We kind of randomly came up with it while we were talking on my podcast last week. Motivate and inspire. Yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot it at the end of that podcast. That's why I didn't say it as a (laughs) final note because I forgot it. But it just came back in my head and I was listening to it on that premiere on Friday. I just listened to it and it just motivate and inspire ever since it has not left my mind. And that Mm -hmm. in my mind, that is now my motto in my mind is I want to motivate and inspire. It's a good it's, one. And I feel and I feel like so many other people in the industry of music really – I feel like that's some of their motto, too, is to motivate and inspire people. Mm-hmm. And now, I'm not going to speak for everybody, and I'm not going to name names because I oh. don't want to falsely assume, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people do what they do to motivate and inspire and just –
1: and even 100%. if if they don't, it's just a, a byproduct, you know, If even if you're just doing your own thing and, and you know, expressing yourself in a creative way. And, and that happens to inspire and motivate other people. I mean, why not?
0: Seriously, I mean, that's one of the main things that I've, like, gotten, like, blowback on. Like, not in a negative sense, but in a positive sense about my podcast is, like, I, I watch the premieres obviously, and I mean I enjoy doing it. It's so much fun to watch it sometimes, even though it's me. It's the first time like I've ever <laughs> wanted to watch something that involves me. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't really watch it in the sense that it's me. I watch it because I want to hear the conversation I had with the other person again. To be honest, I want to like take something away from my own shit and. It's, I find it like beautiful how I watch the comment section. I watch who comments on it. It's the same people every time. And they're like, I've heard people's like, seen people say, I can't wait for the next one, man. Oh, I couldn't make the premiere, but I'll make sure to watch it. And I'm always like, tell me what you think. Then all of them are just like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful mm-hmm. that it's here. And I feel like so many of the fans and fan base of like family of Death Punch. Like so many of them are just like they love that I I'm giving attention to the fan base Mm -hmm. family rather than directly to the band and just like I don't know I just I want to do this to have fun and if I go Mm -hmm. somewhere famous with it hopefully I can steer away from the career I'm trying to do now and pursue (laughs) better passions and just I want to make this a career where I can have the influence to motivate and inspire like Mm -hmm. I had said. That is, I'll just say this. Thank you, Joker, for helping me come up with that. Or at least just, <laughs> he, he just randomly said it. And I was like, there's something about it that rings a bell with it. Mm-hmm. Motivate and inspire. I really like yeah.
1: that. It's definitely but, a good one. It really is. And I mean, you know, sometimes people don't even realize that, that what they're doing is inspirational or is a motivation right. to others. Seriously, I mean but I mean how how cool would it be, you know if 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 sometime from now we get to look back and you know you've gotten to that point where you're doing what you really want to do, and you've been talking to ivan Zoe made Charlie, friends with Chris, some of them, you know and, yeah Andy, yeah, you know I know had them on here and and you know if if you've been able to talk to them and then looking back, I can go, like, yeah, I was there too, <laughs> but I mean it It'd would be, be a- it would be so great if you get one of the guys on. Or more, I really,
0: I mean, that's one of me and Helga are trying to do more like me, Helga and Joker. One of our big things is Helga is like really taking it upon himself to put me out there. Yeah, he was one of my guests, but he's become a friend over the time I've known him. And when I, when I anxiously, when I anxiously asked him to be on my podcast, I was really nervous to ask him because I was like, I wonder how he feels about this. I don't know. I don't want to bother him. But then I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to ask him then he responds and he was honestly he seemed nervous going up to that moment but then when when we finally got in that zoom call and we just looked at each other i just relaxed instantly i didn't i was so nervous before and then i saw him and i talked to him for like 20 30 minutes i just instantly relaxed i felt at home i felt like i was talking to a friend and he even made a few comments about it afterwards i was like after we stopped recording was that like he said it, like, it blew him away and that it was something completely different than what he expected and that mm-hmm. it was it was an experience that everyone needs to experience. <laughs> and when he said that to me, I was just like, interesting. I was really just like amazed by it, like the fact he thought that. And I think Helga is a very educated person, I guess you could say. He's a very wise person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's a very way, good way to put it and i really have no other way to describe him as just wise and the almighty he's gonna (laughs) he's gonna get the thor hammer out, start bonking me every time i start (laughs) calling him godfather and the the holy one (laughs) thank you joker for putting that in my head oh yeah it was just
1: yeah we do that we fool we fool around sometimes too sometimes we go live on instagram and we start talking about stuff and
0: Hey, keep your eyes out in a few hours after I get back from my uh, therapy session later in like an hour. I think I have my therapy session in like 45 minutes, but don't worry. Don't, don't make that make me – don't make you feel like you have to end this. But pretty soon we're going to put this to a close. But after, after I've drawn back from that, me and Helga plan to go on live on Instagram and start talking and bullshitting for a while. If you want to if, uh, if hop on it a little check bit. Out. Yeah, if I'm know, still just, up for that, I'll check it out. I think he wants Time's to force Joker. Secretly, I think he wants to force Joker on there, too. We don't know how <laughs> his schedule is going to pan out to that. But the three of us really want to get on. At least a call, There's the three of us. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like, I think Helga's has really become a good, dear friend of mine. And I really don't. I think he's really lifted me up in the motto he has of... he been doing
1: this with a lot of people.
0: I mean, seriously. I mean, I've never felt a friend connection as deep as him so quickly. No, I'm not gonna say like there's been other people. I mean, mm-hmm. like I've made a friend with like the I American think, like, Knucklehead fan page person. Like, like I've made a but like I'm not like trying to talk shit. But like I mean, the, if you remember, like the American Knuckleheads fan page has been off and on, but I mean it's fine. I accept that they're cool. I mean I've enjoyed talking to them and I've built a mm-hmm. personal connection with them, and me and them are still friends to this day. And they're a great person in my opinion. And and I mean, like anywhere from that to like Helga. Helga has such a big heart. He's such mm-hmm. a heartwarming, open person. I feel like I could just grab him and just give him the biggest hug in the big world. Bear
1: hug. Yeah,
0: he's like a big <laughs> teddy bear.
1: And, uh-huh. I actually, and then, I think I called him Papa Bear once, so maybe he'll try and kill me now. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know him, it's, it's. I called it's him how... the other Day, but yeah. Yeah, no, in, in a way, he is, you know, he, he does have that kind of vibe to him in a way. And I'm not talking about, you know, old guy who knows better, but in a way, like, he's kind of like a mentor kind of figure, you know, and he's really supportive. And if, 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 if you want to know something, or you want to talk about something, he's just really open about it. And he tries to accommodate you. And I mean, I, I think that's, those are qualities that I love seeing in people personally. Right. Not everyone has that. And I mean, um, if I look at not just Helga, but Joker and a lot of other people that I have met over the last few years through death punch. And it's, it's like you said, you know, some people you connect easier with than others uh, mm-hmm. on, on different kinds of levels. But I mean, how awesome is it that, I mean, in the few podcasts that you've done so far, the friendships that have grown out of it. Exactly. I mean, I I would even say not that I wish that you don't have any people who are watching or listening to this. Um, But I mean, even if they wouldn't, you got something great out of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, out of this whole podcast so far, like I made friends out of Joker. I made friends out of Helga. I mean, for this, I honestly could just say you're my friend too. I mean you could <laughs> you could be a part of the whole little tango gang or whatever the fuck we want to say. I don't know. But I don't know, it's just like whenever I have to talk about something like my knucklehead family have always been like there to just be like, "What's up, man? Talk to me." And I just I, d- I just love that they're so supportive and just and the little experience I have, it's just like in the little experience I've had with like my podcast and just being and putting myself out there, it's, um, I don't know. It's like my limited experience. Like people always just like they're gravitating towards me and I like it, but also it's like, I I find it weird that the same people come back every time, but maybe that's just a part of the whole thing. I don't, it's it's normal from what I've seen, but it's just like seeing people come back every single week and they're like, I want to see what this is about. Whenever I mention I want to start steering this in a different direction with other people, it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's beautiful because they're like they're like curious, like, what's going to be next? I've hooked yeah. some people in this, and I wouldn't say I'm like the most clean person to talk to in this. Like, I stutter a lot, I have a lot of issues talking to people, but I feel like this is helping me be open about myself and accepting of myself. And it's just, I don't That's know. That's like,
1: beautiful. I don't even know how to put it. And, and don't think about it too much. I mean, if we start thinking about it too much, we start doubting ourselves and, you know, don't go there. Just enjoy what you're doing. You'll, if you like what you're doing right now and people are, are, are giving you compliments, just enjoy and, and take it for what it is. And, and you know, you're saying, I want to take a, a, the next step and, and and go into a different direction. I mean, it's your podcast. Do whatever you want to do. And I mean, I think that all of us, Who have gotten so far with you in this, I mean, not just this episode, but I mean, we're going to be very excited to see what's happening next and and where this is going to go. And we'll just try and be supportive. I mean, it's, it's such a small thing that you can do, just like, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you just check on someone, just a simple question, how are you doing? Or just a simple, uh, after watching or listening to this, you know, like uh, giving it a like or or saying, you know, I I liked what I heard or saw or uh, I can't wait to see the next one. It's just those little things and it costs you nothing. Okay, a little bit of time and it can mean so much to someone.
0: Seriously, I mean, like, I don't even know, but like, it's seeing how much support just grew around me so quickly. It, it was beautiful to see. And mm-hmm. my goal with all this, I want to motivate and inspire, like I said, but I want someone to be able to take away a lesson from it or just a topic. And maybe even yeah. like talk to other people about it if they so want to, or motivate them to go like pursue happiness, pursue something that helps them and pursues mm-hmm. making themselves better. I mean, I've had people... I've had, like, a few people just, like, even for my podcast, like, I've had, like, one person, I think, walk up to me and say, I am inspired by you and your motivation of, like, being so open accepting with people. I want to be like you when I'm one day. There's one one person, like, literally said, I want to be like you when I grow up. Yeah. And he's, like, a couple years younger That's than me. And I'm like, I know. I said I heard it. I was like, I don't know how to feel. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> that it's happened. It's kind of surreal. Right. <laughs> Oh, it's
1: just. Yeah, it's it's kind Come of. Sur- I've had the same thing. I mean, I actually I I had the experience when we were at a death Punch show, and that was the show where we went on stage for "Burn Motherfucker," and I mean, not the same as Joker and Hell we did. I mean, I that shit blew it me that.
0: away. Okay. Oh man,
1: that you was. I saw the video
0: on my awesome. last episode. I'm sorry, epic. but but after having those two, I had to put it somewhere. I'm sorry. You have to literally look through the show itself and you have to watch like an hour before it gets to it. And I'm like, you know what? This is to save people the trouble. I'm just going to put the clip right in front of you. I know the transition wasn't the best, but we had just been talking about it. And I'm like, people have to fucking see it. People have to fucking see that. Mm -hmm. And
1: the energy surrounding that.
0: It seriously Mm -hmm. is. I mean, watching that clip, I just thinking about it right now i mean i couldn't get the smile <laughs> off my face <laughs> i was so happy and i mean there was honestly when i watched it when the beat just dropped going out of like when they were just starting getting the, ch- the crowd into it the saying burn <laughs> motherfucker repeatedly and then when when ivan and helica were just screaming together yelling into the mm-hmm. mic and then they just stopped and then ivan just turns around and just jumps off his little platform when he hits the ground and the beat just drops. I felt it and I was just mm-hmm. going crazy after that.
1: It was- And did you awesome. see Hel- Helga head banging? His hair is <laughs> awesome. He- you can see his hair going everywhere. And it, it felt like
0: he, oh, he was he was living in the moment. And as you that said earlier, amazing. like we all need to just live in the moment and enjoy mm-hmm. ourselves and just have the best moments of our life. Yeah. And honestly, that moment on stage for Joker and Helga and just as a statement to the knucklehead community itself so that they that band loves their fans and the fact mm-hmm. that the two one of the two most iconic people in the knucklehead community, in my opinion, don't quote me on that, but in my opinion they're the most iconic people out of the whole fan base now as i said like don't quote me if they really are or not but i it's, it it's it's just beautiful to see them up there mm-hmm. and just see them and they had even told me it was like a dream come true they both said that reality really hasn't set in that that actually happened mm-hmm. to this moment they're just like i still can't process yeah. the fact that that happened so right now I'm so you're so happy for them. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see that and I'm like, I'm inspired. I want that to be me one day, man. If 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 at the show I'm going to, if Ivan brought me on stage and we could do some crazy burn <laughs> motherfucker type shit, whew, I mean that yeah. would be fucking awesome. I mean, I'd probably have an anxiety attack in the process, but you know,
1: it it's is it is surreal. Experience. It is a surreal experience. We went on I think it was in 2017 with a different show. And um, I had this thing where, um, when we were waiting outside of the venue, I brought a few red lipsticks. And right before the venue opened, I got my hand red and everyone who wanted it could get a red hand in his or her face. Um, yes. A lot the time, we were standing pretty up front with the red hands and they were just halfway the set. They were asking the people with the red hands on their faces to get on stage. So we got on stage and we were, like, lined up all over the stage for Burn Motherfucker as well. And, I mean, it's not like there was a microphone and we could do stuff. We were just standing there and we were just, you know, headbanging and just, you're looking, you're just going, Ivan is in front of you singing. And then I look to my right and I see my husband standing right next to Jeremy Spencer at the time, you know, and I'm just like, what the fuck? It's beautiful. it's, It's surreal. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just this little girl again. But of course, almost every show, he, he, Ivan, um, he nine nine out of ten times, our kids at the shows, you know, and knowing right. that a lot of the times he gets the kids up on stage, multiple or just the one kid with a parent, you know, to get up on stage and that kind of experience and it may seem like such a simple gesture and such a simple thing to do but that kind of stuff can really impact someone so strongly and really change someone's life you know just being able to say like i i I got on stage i did that i met that person or i got to do this or that and it may seem like a little trivial thing but again with you know talking about the songs in general how some lyrics or, or some songs just they alter people people's lives for the right it's just and i i I can never say enough thanks to everyone in the band and surrounding the band for that experience i mean
0: honestly like between me and you i mean like i would definitely say kudos big thank you Mm -hmm. we love we love that band Thank you to that. Thank you to Ivan and everybody for making the best of music imaginable. Man, I mean, they hit so many people in like such a way that we like some of us literally, as I've said before, that some of us religiously listen to that music, and Mm -hmm. they're just. I feel like Death Punch is such a perfect band for that kind of stuff, where it's like there's something to fit your mood, regardless, and the small things they do mean the world to everybody. I mean. If, as you said, like bringing a kid on stage to that kid, I mean, that could be the difference between that kid could have a rough life and they could just do something. And like, there's probably potentially have the quote unquote status quo, normal life or something. I don't know. But then that moment where like, where Ivan or someone brings out on, sta- on stage, it could change their perception, change their mm-hmm. way they feel. It could change the, all the, the direction of that, of that person's life. Absolutely. Even at such a young age, even at such a young age, it could drive them to just be the best person they can be, Do mm-hmm. the best they can possibly do in life. And it's,
1: I've never experienced it personally,
0: we, but just, I mean, just like the community yeah. feeling of everything. It just, mm-hmm. it's motivated, it's motivated me to want to do this. I mean, I've been yeah. taught, I was talking to like Joker and Helga Pleasure. for a while about like the idea of this. And they're like, that'd be fucking awesome. And the fact Mm -hmm. of shining light on the fan clubs. I mean, I feel like you guys deserve more credit than you guys get because you guys are the ones that really keep the family and fan base together. Obviously, there's going to be people that follow the band, but I don't think that the community interaction would be as strong or as favored and loved as, you know, how it is without you guys, without you and Helga and Joker and so many other people. They do mm-hmm. such beautiful things for the community. And I mean, and we
1: just love to do thing. it. And, and I think I can speak for all of us, you know, Helga, Joker, all the other ones. Um, we are just, you know, doing this because we love the music, we love the band. And right. we're just very grateful to be able to do this and, and to be able to reach so many people. And to do, you know, sometimes it feels like you're just doing this little itty bitty thing. And like you said, you know, you can really change people's lives and you can really make an impact. And I mean, I, I hope to just keep on doing this and, and keep on connecting and, and being supportive, not only of the band, but also, you know, of all the fans, the family. Um, I think what we have here... It's just, it's it's beautiful. It's it's legendary, and I am so grateful to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird because I've had, you know, what I was talking about when we got on stage for Burn Motherfucker. When we got back off stage and we tried to get back to our spot in the audience, you know, um, actually people were coming up to me like, "Oh, you're Angie. You're from the Dutch knucklehead You're from Dutch Punch," and and I'm like, "What what the hell? The band is on stage. Why are people looking at me? You know?" and I think maybe you know the same, you know, starting with your podcast and people, you know, you're growing into the point where people are coming to you and recognizing you and, and valuing your opinion and asking for things right. and, you know, and, and it's, it's a weird shift to be going through. Um, but in the end, I mean, we're all people, we're just doing what we love and, and we're just, you know, putting our little bit in and hoping that maybe one day we can be the person that makes a difference for that other person in a good way. And right. I think that I mean, that's like, all that we can strive for.
0: Cause I mean, one of the many things I'm not trying to take credit for this, but like, if you didn't see like the other day, Anthony got his Norwegian knucklehead shirt. Mm-hmm. That was so beautiful, but I'm not going to say I want to take credit for that, but I don't think he probably would have gotten that shirt if I didn't ask Helen to get him one because his birthday was coming up and I mentioned, I was talking mm-hmm. to Anthony about my podcast and just, You know, having a friend-to-friend moment where I'm just like, holy shit, this is cool. And then I was like, and the Norwegian knucklehead guy, Helga, just said he'd be on my podcast. And then Anthony was like, that's fucking awesome. And then we're just talking about it. And he said his birthday was coming up. And he's like, you know, he doesn't know if he was going to get anything. And I decided for his birthday, I was like, okay. I reached out to Helga, and I told him Anthony wanted a shirt. I got Anthony's information, shot it to Helga, and I was like, just, I told him, I was like, you could reach out to him, but if you want, I could do it too. And he was mm-hmm. like, okay. And then, you know, sp- story is the story, you know, he has his Norwegian yeah. knucklehead shirt. And I mean, seeing him with it made me smile so much, man. I was mm-hmm. just like, my cheeks, my cheeks and my smile, my teeth were <laughs> all just like all the way up. I was like, he yeah, looked so happy. Up. He was so happy. And then another thing I did was for his birthday, I got him those uh, Got Your Six pants, you know, the ones that are on the store. Mm -hmm. I got him that, and then I got him his knucklehead flag that he has. I bought both of those things for him. And I mean, he was so grateful for it. And I was like, don't worry. Don't worry about paying me back for it. Don't worry about it for anything. Just take it as a gift from a friend. That's Mm -hmm. what I told him. I was like, just take it as a gift from a friend
1: yeah beautiful i think one of the most beautiful things you can do i mean of course you have to be able to do it um but if you can give i've i've had that too i've been over over the last years we've been uh, on and off struggling financially and um you know sometimes it, it got it even got up to the point where we couldn't even afford tickets to go to death punch um because it was just wrong timing but on the other hand you know now that um the new album is coming up and on the Legions app, for the people who don't know it, um, you can look it up, Google Play, um, iTunes, whatever. I, I don't know on which um, platforms you you can get it, but there yeah. is the Legions app from Five Finger Death Punch. Um, they're still working out the bugs because it's, it's kind of new, but they do have contests from time to time. And actually, you know, the, the times like these that we were talking about earlier... Uh, where I changed the lyrics. That was actually because they had the contest where you could, um, you know, give a review on times like these. That was like, I think, a couple of days after the single came out. And I did it that way. And I actually won a prize with it. Um, And I think it's going to be a CD. I think it's going to be Afterlife that's coming my way uh, in a a couple of weeks. But then on the other hand, we already had some stuff pre-ordered. And we're like, you know, um, I think for our uh, dutch knuckleheads account we're slowly going towards a thousand followers so um Yay, when we get awesome uh, we're, we're, we're yeah thanks um i mean th- that's a lot for me i'm i'm really i'm i'm more of a quality over quantity kind of person right so i i like to have i mean i'm all about small numbers i'm not the kind of person who just puts out a post every day just to get something out there uh, sometimes it's a lot sometimes it's nothing for a while it goes everywhere but anyway i think when we get to the thousand followers we're going to do another giveaway and i'm like if we can and i can give something at that point i'd love to because i love to give and it's not that i give because i expect to get something in return it doesn't work like that if you honestly you know get to the point where you are comfortable enough at least in that time to give away something and and see what that does for another person like when you're Teaming up with Helga to uh, get something for Anthony's birthday. I mean, that is so beautiful. And those are, again, the kind of little things that really They seem small and insignificant, but they can mean the world to someone. So, I mean, I,
0: I don't, I think, I mean, I think obviously. you
1: should just ask everyone listening and, and, and watching this, you know, pay it forward if you can. Just that's what I, also, like
0: a lot of people have taught me when I was like one of the main things I did take out of like from my mom and stuff is that she always said, like, be nice to everybody, pay it for like don't pay it for per se, but like treat someone how you would want someone to treat you wow. and that's why i'm very I'm such a I'm very kind and open to people because I'm like, I want you to treat me the same way back. I don't like negativity, mm-hmm. and if I do, if you face me with negativity and like powerfully negative things and calling me names or something. I'm just gonna play the same game right back with you, man. Like if you're just gonna talk shit, get in my face. I'm gonna my my thing is if you're gonna treat me horribly, I'm gonna treat you mm-hmm. the same way right back because I'm like, okay, you made me feel this way. How do you feel now yeah. if I just said this to you? Or if, yeah, if someone I starts yelling coming, you, yell back at them. Yeah, it's common sense. I mean, some people always say don't go down to the level, but I'm like, here's the thing. I mean, maybe they want that out of you, but also like maybe you can make, you can possibly in a way hit them in a way that they hit you and maybe they'll understand and they'll stop. That's kind of how I view it. It's like, it's like a punch in the face right back. And it's kind of one of those things. It's like, I, I expect you. I'm like, I'm treating you very kindly. I mean, I expect the same thing back. I mean, that's all mm-hmm. I, and then when I, and when I bless someone with a gift, like a flag to Anthony or something, like i don't expecting anything back from him. All I expect back from him is that he just, stays happy and possibly Mm -hmm. one day we'll pay it forward to someone else pay my kindness forward to someone else I don't know I mean I'm not gonna pressure anyone to be like that but you know just
1: no not not any not everyone can but I mean if 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 only just a simple thing giving someone a smile greeting someone kindly you know it it can be the little things I I when I'm walking on the street and I mean I live in a really small town so I don't see that much people but if I see someone walking and, you know, there's mostly uh, this this little moment of, of, of connection when you look each other in the eyes and right. a lot of people just, they look at you and they turn their head and they just keep walking and just say good day, say hello, you know, and it doesn't mean that you have to start an entire conversation, but just say hi to someone or whenever I'm walking past the restaurant and I see people eating, I'll be the nut who goes, enjoy your dinner. And people will I mean, be looking like the hell just happen because they the, don't text the, it but they do, it does do get a smile
0: on, on their face. they're like okay smiles but okay
1: and then <laughs> that was then weird I'm, who was that
0: <laughs> i mean i would probably be like what the fuck but then i'd also be like okay youtube you have a good day i, I mean i'd try yeah. to push myself to say something back because i don't want to be like stare at you with a smile it's like okay but no i want to i want to <laughs> I mean, if you if you want if you want to smile and tell free. me, yeah. I mean, if someone's gonna say something to me and be like, "Oh, you know, good day to you. Hope you enjoy your day," I'm gonna be like, "You too, man." I've been trying to get better at that. Trying to have a po- like reflect their positivity back at them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, not trying to cut us off. And I mean, I know we could probably talk for hours, but I do have <laughs> to go here shortly, and I have some stuff I need to do. So. I got to say thank you again for being here. I really appreciate your time for taking time out of your possibly busy day. I don't know exactly <laughs> what you had going on today, but you know
1: that's yeah, good. I'm I'm really glad to be able to do this and I hope I haven't scared people off at this time and um you know I uh, I I'm really looking forward to what's coming next. So
0: me too. I mean the future is scary, but it's thrilling because you're like what does it have in store for me? We'll it's see. okay if
1: it's a little scary. If that gets you out of your comfort zone, that's where you learn. I mean, but just don't let it scare you off.
0: Right. Well, just keep going. Do you have a message you'd like to relay to everybody? Like, I don't know. Do you have any messages for the world for people to remember?
1: Oh, God. I'm not good at that. I just want to say, you know... um, of course, if you're in a death punch, you probably are if you're listening to this. Just keep following the guys because there's a lot more coming. Um, and I just want to wish everyone to just stay safe, be well. Uh, and, and keep in mind, we all have our struggles and we all have our good and our bad days. And, you know, that's just how life is. Right. Just don't forget to enjoy it and live your life.
0: Just, you know, put a smile on your face. And just walk, you know. Enjoy yourself. Do something you enjoy, you know. And yep. you know, the message the I want to take out of this, <laughs> right? I mean, but what message I want to take away from this? Uh, I'm hoping everyone got from this is that like, it's okay to not be okay, and there's no such thing as normal. Everyone, be yourself, you know. Just yep. and if you're having problems, reach out to someone. Or if not, hey. Fuck You can reach out to me. You can reach out to Helga. You can reach out to any of us, and that me we too, are talking you to. Me. And just, you know, reach out to any of us. Well, if no one wants to listen to you, we'll gladly listen to you. We want to. We want to make sure everyone is happy. Everyone's enjoying themselves, and I hope everyone is just staying safe, as you said. But a message I want to just yep. say out of this is just ask for help if you need it, and follow what you believe in. And don't don't take shit from anybody in the sense of telling them what they telling you what you can and cannot do.
1: Trust your own voice.
0: Trust your own voice. I agree. But yeah. Um. I just, as I said, from. Thank you. Thank you for thank being you here. Thank you too. I appreciate you making some time for me, and I really, my heart goes out to you. And
1: thank you so much. I'm, I'm really all, glad.
0: I hope that 2022 goes really good the rest of the year for you. And don't be afraid to reach thank out. You. You, have a fr- you, you have a friend in me.
1: I know. know. We'll find each other after yeah. this.
0: Right. Hope to see Just you at next well, year. I hope, to see, I hope to be there and I hope to see you there. But plenty on the spot it, on that.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. But yeah. <laughs> that will um, be great. Thank you again for like the fifth time. <laughs> thank <laughs> you again for being here. Thank you for spending some time out of your busy schedule and motivate and inspire everybody. Just, you know, be yourself. Put, put your fist up and be like, you know, I'm being myself. You can't tell me who I am. You know, just be yourself. That's the best thing yep. I can really say for you. Yeah.
1: Stay true to yourself. Yeah, definitely.
0: Right. Uh, but yeah, just what to say. Uh, be yourself. Anyway, thank you again for being here. This is Liam of the Full Circle Podcast signing off. Have a good day, everybody.